John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, it's me, Ed Peterson. It is Ed Peterson, and I'm John, John Kiltica. Hey, John, it's the High Game Podcast. It is the High Game Podcast, Ed. Yeah, what day is it? Oh, man, it's recording day. It's Sunday. Oh. In the now time. In the now time. Yeah. In the future time, it's Wednesday. Yes. Probably, depending on where you're located. Yeah, and when you feel like listening. Right. Yes. Listen to us talk about guitars. That's what we do. Little tiny guitars. Little tiny shoebox-sized guitars. That'll be super fun. Where are we recording from? Beautiful West Seattle is where we are today. Yeah. In the now time, it's cold. Yeah. That is always subject to change. Weather does seem to work that way. Results may vary depending on, again, where you are located. Yeah. What do they say about weather? Past results may not ensure future. I think that's a brokerage term. Weather appears larger in the mirror. That's the one, John. Yeah. Yeah. You know what this sounds like? It's a movie and something bad is totally going to happen. In a time. Have you watched Barbarian yet? Barbarians with an S? There's two seasons of it? No, the movie. No, I haven't seen Barbarian yet. You should watch Does it have moments like that? It's a horror movie, yeah. It's got that thing where, you know, it's just so stressful. You're just tense. Don't even read the synopsis if you can help yourself. Go in there and freak yourself out. Yeah. 
It's real good. That little tiny guitar you're holding. This might be the smallest Telecaster you have ever seen. Yeah, for sure. Today, we're going to be talking about the Fender Fullerton mm. Tele Ukulele. Does that mean it's built in Fender, California? No, this is Chinese. But they call it the Fullerton. Yeah, the Fullerton Uke. It's shaped like and looks like a baby Telecaster. Yeah. And for the occasion, yeah, I don't know why, mm-hmm. I decided I was going to try to write something poignant for the oh. beverage song. Oh, okay. Beverages. Beverages, Ed. It's a good thing you keep a little tissue box down here for all the times I start crying. Yeah. Poignant. Thank you. I don't know if there were weird chords in there because it's a little tiny Telecaster and I can't tell if those are weird chords or not. Yeah, I don't know what any of those chords are. Oh, really? I thought we were talking about ukuleles today, Ed. The Fender ukulele or just ukuleles in ukuleles general? Ukuleles in general. Okay. What are you drinking? I've got one of my Huel protein shakes. Yeah. You know, getting my protein on. And you've got coffee there. I have a black coffee in the, the Crow, Crow mug. mug. I made sure today uh-huh. to set that one aside mm. for Ed. Always consider it JFK. <laughs> Not always. <laughs> What do you got? I too have coffee, but I also have Spindrift Uh sparkling water. Uh Uh-huh. Real squeezed fruit. You know what the slogan is? Squeeze it, baby. No. Pinch it? No. (laughs) Pinch it. (laughs) I don't know. Yep. That's it. Oh, that's pretty good. Kind of hipstery, young. Newton, Massachusetts. All those eggheads up there. Yeah, Massachusetts. Okay. We have talked about ukuleles a lot in the past. A lot? Yeah, but it's always been in passing. Oh, I see. Like in the teens when Sears tried to corner the ukulele market. Right. We've done ukuleles before. I don't think we have. Really? This is our first ukulele. That's not true, is it? I believe it is. Weird. Put this up there on the shelf with the mandolin. Right, because (laughs) those are different. I just understand from the interweb that they're different. They're tuned differently, right? A mandolin and a ukulele. Is that true? It is true. Okay. So we've made passing references to the fact that there was a great big ukulele boom worldwide, but specifically in this country, Mm -hmm. in the teens and 20s and 30s, people were into them, but we've never really dug into exactly why that is. Right. Who doesn't like fuzz on their ukulele? Dummies. That is a Beatronics swarm. I love it. Okay, so how old of an instrument is the ukulele? 
you might be wondering to yourself. How much different is the ukulele from like what the weirdo court jester dudes a thousand years ago were playing? Your instinct is actually 100% spot on, Ed. Oh my gosh. The ukulele is a member of the lute family, (laughs) roughly. Okay. And instruments like that have existed for hundreds of years. You're right. And in multiple countries. Right. Dude with the hats with the little bells on them and the toes and uh-huh. the dancing around and then the king gets pissed and chops his head off. Yeah. Love it. Monarchies. Very down with monarchies. They've got the best loots. Mm-hmm. Let's hone in on one particular country. Okay. Portugal. I've been there. Oh, was it very nice? It's lovely. Did you run into the man? The man. Yeah. Portugal, the man. Oh, <laughs> that's a band. <laughs> I might have been a younger, long-haired, college-age Ed Peterson, uh-huh. and more than one person came up and offered to sell me drugs in Portugal. I don't want to say no, but I also don't want to go to a Portuguese jail. You're going to end up playing dominoes I with some cats in there? not into it. Well, the Portuguese instruments that evolved from right. the lute family yeah. had cool names. These were all the same kinds of things. Smaller instruments that had four strings, maybe five or six, that varied. Small, higher-pitched instruments. One of them was called a machete. Mm. Mandolin and ukulele and machete. Are there scale length differences? I don't think that the scale length back in the oldie days was any kind of standard thing. Sure. And in some places in South America, there's a thing called a charango. Have you ever seen one of those? The back of it is rounded, and the reason it's rounded is because it's made out of a fucking armadillo shell. Oh, no shit. The whole back of it is armadillo. How cool is that? People have been terrible forever. Eventually, Mm -hmm. the Portuguese, a whole bunch of them, get on a boat, and they're sailing around doing stuff. Yeah. And in the late 1800s, 1880s, let's say, Mm -hmm. a bunch of them end up in Hawaii. These guys show up. Mm -hmm. They think, it's nice here. Maybe we'll stay here. What year is this? 1880s. Okay. And they have brought with them their little lute-related instruments, maybe their machetes. And they're playing them. They must have made enough of a stir that the newspapers in Hawaii at the time wrote this up. Hey, these Portuguese people got off this boat and they had these little tiny instruments that they were playing really fast, strumming with their hands. Amazing. Sure. The Hawaiians called these instruments ukuleles. In Hawaiian, that roughly translates to jumping flea. That thing I'm doing with my hand? Yeah. You're moving your hand pretty fast. Jumping flea. And thus, the ukulele comes into existence. The Hawaiians were so into it. Even the king, old king Kalakaua, insisted that ukuleles be played for royal ceremonies and other events. We lost him in 1891. You know what his last words were? Oh no, what? I am a man who is seriously ill. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that great? (laughs) He should have been a doctor. Yeah. Spot on diagnosis that guy could analyze the hell out of stuff yeah hawaii in late 1800s yeah right what was going on in hawaii as these portuguese dudes get off the boat and start playing the ukulele is it not paradise it's still paradise when these guys get off the boat 
The thing is, someone had figured out that this place was paradise before that. Old Dan Dole. Dan Dole? Daniel Dole. Danny? Yeah, born 1808. Where was he born? He was born in Massachusetts. Newton? Out there in Egghead land. (laughs) And in 1840, that dude decides to hop on a boat as well. Predating the Portuguese going out there, my man decides, I need to go teach these heathens the word of God. He wants to convert them. He's a missionary dude. So there's a school that's set up and they immediately get to fucking over this island and trying to convert everyone to Christianity. Dude never learns the language. He has no end of kids. George Dole, who ends up having 13 kids of his own. Also, puritanical missionary dude. And then Sanford Dole. Sanford Dole? Sanford Dole gets into the government of Hawaii and Uh starts pushing for changes like the Bayonet Constitution of 1887. How about that? A bunch of plantation owners and businessmen and politicians restrict the rights of the natives pineapple dudes sanford dole let me show you something look at this dude he's got a forked beard that goes halfway down to his ass yeah but in the front (laughs) his front ass (laughs) it goes halfway down to his front ass that's sanford dole that had to bum out our man king kalakawa when King Kalakaua dies, his wife becomes queen, which is all at the behest of the United States government and the plantation owners and these Dole guys. The guy who comes in over the top of her, Sanford Dole. And then this guy, James. Is he a Dole? He's a Dole, brother of original Dan Dole. He, in 1899... Decides to move to Hawaii. Why not? James Dole buys a bunch of land, grows pineapples. Missionary? Nah. Yep. Pineapples are more fun. That school that Daniel taught at later changes its name Uh to Oahu College. Oh. Famous alumni from Oahu College? Barack Hussein Obama. What about that? You're not having a monarchy. You're having a government run by a bunch of banana plantation owners. That's where it's at. So the ukulele arrives in Hawaii just in time for the... Bayonet Constitution. Wow. So how quickly is the uptake on the ukulele then? Immediate. You're overthrowing the government. The ukulele. Opiate of the masses. Exactly. In 1907, there was an exhibit at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. It was an exhibit of instruments from all over the world. In its catalog appeared the first use of the word ukulele. Huh. 1915, as long as we're talking about imperialism, the Panama Mm. Pacific International Exposition in San Francisco takes place. Mm -hmm. In that, there is a Hawaiian pavilion. What could go wrong, right? Yeah. But they did have a musical ensemble that played guitar and ukulele music. Mm -hmm. It started a craze. What is that instrument? Check out the sound that thing makes. Among the first people to take it up were the vaudeville cats. Weird. My little fanny from Atlante. Okay, I get it now. Vaudeville being a kind of on-the-road thing, yeah, it spread the influence of it far and wide. For sure. The jazz era starts. 
the Tin Pan Alley guys are writing songs about the ukulele. Yeah, weird. And it just gets super duper popular. This is the beginning of that craze that we've often talked about, where people like Sears or right. Harmony yeah, in yeah, Chicago yeah. are like, we got to build lots of these. Yeah. People can't get enough of these instruments. They were considered very accessible, less intimidating because they're smaller. Right. And as easy as this, Ed will notice I have one finger on the neck. I'm playing a chord with one finger. Right. So it was pleasing for a lot of people to try to learn. 1920s or so. How's it going out there in Pineapple Town with the Doles? Great. They've overthrown the monarchy. They've established a dynastical presence on the islands. Yeah, things are great. As a kind of indication of the popularity of this instrument, meanwhile... In 1926, a little short film is made called His Past Times. Roy Smack would come to be associated with Gibson. A lot of instruments would bear his name. He was known as the Wizard of the String. Basically, he could play anything. Yeah. In this short film, he played a ukulele really fast. Yeah. So the boom is on its way, and you can't make these things fast enough. Right. But this isn't strictly an American phenomenon. Geographical proximity between Hawaii and Japan meant that the instrument became very popular there. Oh, okay. To this day, you want to hear the serious ukulele music? Go to Japan. Sure. Hit me with some T120. Ooh. This ukulele, by the way, by Fender, has a spruce laminated top. Right. It has regular tuning machines. It's funny because it just looks like a blonde telly, but with a hole in it. The top and bottom are bound. The neck is bound. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's got a little tuner built into it, right? Volume and tone. Piezo pickup or something. (laughs) You can really hear the tone. Oh, yeah. Was the mic picking some of your... Can you talk into it? Listen to that. That's pretty great. You need a guy in your band who's just playing a Fender ukulele through a Betronic Swarm. I sing into the uke hole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just want it to be known that Eddie Vedder had very little, possibly nothing to do with the overthrow of that island. Don't blame Eddie. No. He loves him some Hawaii, I think. And some ukulele music. He probably collects ukuleles. I would not be surprised if he has more than one. Hundreds. Hundreds? Yes. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Post-World War II, it does not let up. The craze. The craze. Mm -hmm. Plastic, mass-produced ukuleles. The product of the future. Nine million of them into the 60s. Nine million plastic guitars floating around the Pacific. The uke remained everywhere. You know the big 60s hit. The weirdo guy. What's his name? Like Tiny Tim? Yes. Tiny Tim. Tiptoe through the tulips. (laughs) Oh, God damn it. I went down the rabbit hole of all rabbit holes watching Tiny Tim videos. How did that dude get to be a thing? His first television appearance was Johnny Carson. Yeah. And he comes out and does tiptoe through the tulips. Then he goes over and sits on the couch. And the first thing out of Carson's mouth is, that was the damnedest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) 
Ed, do you know Tessie O'Shea? Oh, no. Oh, no, oh, we no. lost her. We mm. lost her in 1995. Okay, a little while back. She was an actress and a musician and a singer. Okay, okay, okay. And an acknowledged ukulele master. What's her name? Tessie O'Shea, British woman. Mm-hmm. When she went on the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> Are you listening to this, Gen Z? The Ed Sullivan show. Yeah, old-timey TV. <laughs> It ended up being the largest audience in the history of American television. How could that possibly be? She appeared on the Ed Sullivan show in 1964. Okay. Anybody else maybe was a guest that night? Oh, the Beatles? Yes. She had to go before the Beatles. <laughs> oh, I see. The way it was framed, I'm like, wait, people tuned in specifically for her? That's wild. Sure they oh. did. Oh, I see. So the Beatles <laughs> just rode her coattails. Yeah. I see. They'd be nothing without Tessie O'Shea on the uke. I see. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be one of those things. Like, what are you doing, Booker guy? So he's booking the Beatles and he's like, oh, you know who will pair nicely with this is this ukulele. Do you not understand how stuff works? At that point, the Beatles had to be this marketing bus. Any booker was going to have to figure out, who am I going to throw under that? Yeah. She held her own. You can watch it on YouTube. Tessie O'Shea? Tessie O'Shea. Okay. And the ukulele just continued from there. In fact, our man Tiny Tim. (laughs) What's he up to? Is he still around? Tiny Tim, no. Oh, what happened to him? We lost him in 96, but not before he would go out and play some gigs with Camper Van Beethoven. Great. I saw them in a bowling alley. John. Yes. John. Yes. That is my New Jersey reference. You know how like you make Jersey references and Ed rolls his eyes? Yeah. Seeing band in bowling alley. It's the same thing. I don't roll my eyes. I don't know. <laughs> John just rolled his eyes. You missed it. Yeah. Yeah. You talked about Eddie Vedder playing his ukulele. Sure. That first ukulele album he did. Sure. He won a Grammy for that. Yeah. Beautiful West Seattle zone, Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. He has a distinctive delivery. Yes. I think a lot of people pick it up because it's convenient and then they find things they can do with it. Yep. Eddie Vedder looks very cool with a ukulele. I'm not saying John Kilteco with the ukulele doesn't work. I'm not saying that. But you gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Goodbye or goodbye. Well, Ed. Yeah. We've talked about the history of this instrument. It seems like it got more and more and more popular and just sort of never stopped. Yeah. And so this one, shaped like a Telecaster, built-in tuner, mm-hmm. stays in tune, mm-hmm. buy or deny. Yeah, they're great. Built-in tuner and it's acoustic electric, so you can actually run it through your weirdo pedal board. Why not? I agree. I think this is a buy from both of us. Yeah. And it looks like a little Telecaster, which is the best guitar. I'll take lots of pictures of it. Eddie Vedder in a suit on a paddle board playing ukulele. What's not to like? Yeah. He's in the middle of the water on a paddleboard, in a suit with his shoes off. That looks like Eddie Vedder's natural environment. I have a suit, a paddleboard, a ukulele. Put the paddleboard out in the middle of the road? Yeah. And just sit on it? Yeah. Okay, we'll plan on doing that. In the meantime, we'll take lots of pictures of this, put them up for you. Sure. 
And we want you to remember, everybody, that when you're done looking at our socials and our website, which is thehighgain.com, we are members of the Ruinous Media Network of music-related podcasts and shows. I love that you have a specific set of words. It seems to have cemented itself, which is really funny because they didn't tell me to say that. Right. Those Ruinous guys should be very proud of us. I got to think we're the flagship operation over here. I think so. Stepping it up. Uh, Okay. All right, then. Bye. Bye.